Hello, my name is Cynthia, and welcome to the latest episode of Getting Your Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to, one day at a time. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode. Today's episode is going to be a Q&A. Um, but before I jump into the Q&A, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to not just one particular person, but just like all of you guys. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you for the people that have been here since day one, listening to my show and all the random that comes with dealing with me and all the people that have jumped on and have joined and kind of become part of the whole getting your shit together family, because we all are doing that in some kind of aspect. So I appreciate you guys spending your precious moments with me as I work my way through this crazy thing that we called life. So let's dive right on in for this week's question. I was given or posed this question through someone who listens to my show. And it was about my take or my stance on non-alcoholic drinks. I will keep it at non-alcoholic drinks for this episode, but I also kind of want to talk about other ways, things people use for like recovery. Cause I know there's people that use things like psychedelics and weed and stuff like that. So alternative ways of sobriety, I guess I want to dive into that. I think I'm going to make an episode on it, but I'm going to keep this focused on non-alcoholic drinks and my stance on it. And like I said, this is my POV. For those who don't know or maybe are sober curious or new to recovery, basically non-alcoholic drinks, alcohol-free drinks, NA drinks. Some people may know them as temperance drinks, which is an old-timey word, but hey, we're going to roll with it, shall we? It's basically any version of any alcoholic drink and it's made without alcohol or with alcohol removed or reduced to almost zero. And I also want to say like the almost zero, just to keep that in the back of your mind. So this could come in the form of a non-alcoholic mixed drink or NA mixed drink, a non-alcoholic beer, mocktails, and it could kind of run the gamut. Wine, there's spirits or like, you know, the vodka, whiskey, tequila, gin options and variations and things like that. So my stance on it, when it comes to should you partake in these, should you utilize these for your recovery, should this be something that you turn to once you give up the sauce, right? When I got sober, coming up on two years, which is insane, one thing for me was that I knew about non-alcoholic beer and options, but I will tell you, like, it's really become like a huge thing probably within the past, to me, a year and a half or so. Like it wasn't really that popular, I would say, even two years ago when I decided I was going to be sober. Like you kind of had the only thing that I knew about like a non-alcoholic beer or anything is like if you ordered like an Arnold Palmer, a Shirley Temple, Old Duels, which I tried once and it was rat ass, basically gross. It was nasty. Don't recommend it. Sorry to those who like Old Duels out there, but not for your girl. I didn't really know that much you know, outside of making like a mixed drink, like a cranberry soda or straight up cranberry juice, things like that. It was very basic. Your girl was basic for a bit. So when I decided to give up drinking, I realized during that whole month, really of sober January, going to February and stuff like that, that I needed to really take a step back. 
I was going through this whole rediscovery. I was in my pink cloud. I was like, things are great and life is wonderful, but really starting to really unpack a lot of my shit and a lot of why I was drinking. And I think I had to really come to that reality or lean towards that reality. And I knew that introducing non-alcoholic substitutions for me at that time was not a good thing. So I would say when it came to my own recovery, I stayed away from non-alcoholic drinks for my first year. Like, so I didn't have any beer. I didn't have mixed drinks with alcohol-free options. I didn't do any wine. I didn't do a lot of that stuff just because I decided like, you know what? I just need to a full stop, full break from it because I didn't want it to start becoming a crutch. I think what happened for me, I just realized that I utilized so many things as crutches and I didn't want to get addicted, quote unquote, to some other variation of alcohol, even though it didn't have alcohol in it, if that makes sense. Like I was, I didn't want to feel like I was still glamorizing or mourning some past iteration of Cynthia and using NA beer or NA wine or NA spirits as a way to kind of get through it. Like I knew it wasn't the real thing, but it was, it was still kind of like made me feel like I was part of the crowd or I was accepted or I could still have something, you know, but that's kind of where I was. And I kind of had to unpack that, like the feeling of what do I do when I don't have a drink at at the bar or at a party? How do I be okay with that? How do I learn to be okay in my own skin and just be able to exist in the world without anything while having to fall back on anything. And that was what was important for me. And I also had to get over the ritual of my drinking because I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, there was like a ritual to my whole drinking, like the type of wine that I would get, the type of spirit or vodka or gin or tequila I would get, the type of mixers, when I would do it, how I looked forward to it, how things had to be a certain way, so I chilled out a certain way, what I would have ice with, what I wouldn't have ice with, all these different type of things, like the ritual of it and just being able to say, yeah, this is coming into my time. This is coming into my moment. I'm about to, you know, drink until I don't feel shit, until I was like lit, your girl was lit. And and I just missed it. I missed the busyness. I missed the business, the the ritual of the drinking. And I had to kind of stop that because, and that was something I had to mourn. Like I had to mourn that because I missed it. And I'm not going to even lie and say there's certain days that I still don't miss it, you know? But at this point now that I'm stronger and I can recognize when I have that type of thinking that's kind of coming into my mind, you know? But I don't think I would have been able to separate myself enough if I had some type of other option that resembled it close enough you know, that I can kind of still kind of trick myself because as an alcoholic or as an addict, we are kings, queens, however you want to classify yourself, of being able to trick ourselves, fool ourselves, fool other people. That's kind of what we want to do. I knew going into it that I didn't want to trick myself, trick other people anymore. So I had to take a full step back and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to have to go out on my own and see how this really is. How being recovery truly is without any other barriers or any other things to fall back on and just be uncomfortable. It worked for me. I think for me, it was a good thing because like I said, I've said this 
countless times on my show and to other people. My first year of recovery, hard as hell, but I learned so much about myself and the world during that first year, more than I've probably ever learned in my life. And I've been on the earth for uh, quite a bit. You know, I'm no spring chicken, even though I act like it sometimes. Hey, credit that to me really just taking a step back from everything and just really just going solo and just being like, this is, let me just experience the world as the world is and not how I like to think that it is or how something that I'm ingesting or imbibing will allow me to create this the world that I want to see and be a part of, you know? So I did it for like my first year. I didn't go near anything. I highly recommend it just so you can kind of see what you're made of. Maybe it's not a full year. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's more. Maybe you never go near it. I think it's like one of those things like recovery is very personal. Like it may not be for you. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people say, well, you know, then what do you drink? There's so many things you could drink. And I've tr- I've tried so many interesting like fruit concoctions when I was sober, like my first year and like fruits and putting like vegetables and shrubs of tree, like not trees, literally, but tried different things. So I was like, well, why the hell not? I could still have an experience and it'd be different. And that's kind of how it helped me realize that I could still have experiences and try new things and be excited. And it didn't have to be solely around or based on alcohol, right? So that helped me. Now, have I tried in a beer now going on past my first year? Yeah, I have. I wasn't a big beer drinker when I was drinking alcohol. So I tried it and I'm like, I don't know. I can't draw the correlation between the two because I never was a big, so I don't know. It's hoppy. It's not hoppy. Like there's so many things that a lot of people will tell me about. And I'm like, you're telling the wrong person because it's one air out the other. Cause I'm not, I was never a big beer drinker in the first place. I've tried that. I've tried mocktails that had non-alcoholic spirits in it and stuff like that. You know, I've tried different things past my first year and it's cool. It's nice. I actually recently tried this um, Sorel from Brooklyn Brood. I really recently tried that and that was pleasantly nice. I like to support local and small businesses anyway, but so many options and things and I have no problem right now trying it. I do have to be cognizant of two things. One, looking at the label to make sure it's truly alcohol free because just because it's in a beer or in a wine or whatever doesn't mean it doesn't have traces of alcohol in there. And I think that's something to be aware of because that can still trigger to me disordered thinking. So I try my best to kind of stay away, stay clear. And I also just don't want to get in the habit of like feeling like that's something I have to go to lean on to in order to feel myself. Because I want to be able to still feel like myself regardless of whether I have something in a in my house or not. And that's just how I look at it. That's my perspective. As a person who is an who has an addictive personality, I look onto anything that I can latch onto and be like, yes, let's self-destruct, let's do anything. And granted, it's not at the same level as dealing with something that has alcohol in it. I just want to be always aware and cognizant of my patterns and my thinking you know, and realize that there's a time and place for everything. And that goes with non-alcoholic drinks for me. So do I think it's a bad thing? No. I feel like if that's something you want to do, do it. I also would say just maybe try your best to just think of why you're really doing it. Or if it's a social situation, okay, that's cool. But if you have it at home, to me, it's like it's different having like seltzers and having all these different types of seltzers versus like you have like a refrigerator full of like beer and non-alcoholic spirits and all that type of stuff. But maybe you should examine that, you know, look into it. 
Like, is there something there? Is there something underlying? Is there something that you don't necessarily want to see? And is it leading up to something more? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I mean, I know that's just how I think when I start going down a certain path or trajectory, just checking in with myself, being real with myself, being honest about my shit, because we all have it. That's just kind of how life goes. But it's just also about just being aware and being cognizant of it. And if you're not into it, because I know there's a camp of like, well, you shouldn't do it. You like, you know, that's not part of the the steps and all this other type of stuff. Like, I'm not here for that. I'm here about like, you do what's best for you and your recovery. Take stock in that and really look at what you're doing and see if it's the best thing for you. Or are you not addressing something that needs to be addressed? That's my two cents on it. But other than that, live life, enjoy it, experience it, but try to keep that in the back of your mind because it's a thing, something you have to realize. And I would say like, now that being alcohol free and sober is like, becoming a craze i feel like you have to watch the marketing companies especially if they are from like they cater to an alcohol like an alcohol-based audience and now they're not like see where their mo is do you trust them is it just more about getting the most money or more money or is it from a company that's really like trying to better things and better the world in some kind of way and this is just happens to be their industry you got to look at that type of stuff. I know I do, but I'm also in advertising. So I always have an advertising and marketing lens on most things. And I'm like, you got to watch that. But that's just me. But yeah, I mean, I hope this answers your question. I hope this gives you some food for thought. Net, net. I really will say I introduced it more during my first year going towards my second. So currently I still look at my usage of it and why I'm using it and my board. Like I still try to check in just to make sure nothing else is underlying, owning my shit, confronting it. And then also being open to just exploring different types of drinks outside of just like the NA wine vertical spirit, like NA wine, beer, spirits, vertical, like juices and all other types of stuff. And just being really accountable. I know everybody hates that word or I feel like most people hate that word, but it's really the jam if you really just like own it and just say like, what is this really about? And like I said, if it's not for you, you don't want to touch it, don't want to touch anything similar to it. That's totally cool too. Do you, boo. That's how I look at it. Do you? Because your recovery is probably like no one else's and that's totally fine. And that's why we need different perspectives and voices and POVs on it in this arena. So yeah, I think that's it. I always like a good Q&A. I like people asking me these questions. And um, if you have a question, please reach out to me, DM me, email me. I'm always here for it. If this would resonate with anyone that you know, please share it out. Sharing is caring. Gets the word out about my little show here. And I always like to meet new people and say, hey, what's up? You know, until next time, my friends, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your time. Do something nice for you today and we will talk soon. Take care. Bye.